0: Welcome potential candidates to the local council experience podcast, the show where we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly and the beautiful aspects of lower tier local government with the people contributing to these positions now. I'm your host, Chris, and without further ado, let's get this meeting started. Hello, Chris. Hello,
1: Matt. How are you? I'm all right. You are... Lot. This, this is a new platform for me to be using. I thought I would
0: have got round all of them by now. Well done. We've, <laughs> we've learned something straight away. <laughs>
1: um, um, how, how,
0: how does it sound? It sounds fantastic. Is so it coming through your end? Yes, you are fine too, so we're all good. i oh, good. So basically, how it's working for me is I've got your own loudspeaker and my phone's about 10 inches away. And... Um, it's using my phone, my phone microphone, my phone speaker, and it works as good as having a, a professional setup. I think so far. Amazing.
1: Yeah, amazing. How 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 long have you been doing the podcast? Forgive me, I should know this sort of stuff.
0: Well, uh, you're literally number two.
1: Okay, that's that's fine. So I, I yeah. feel less guilty for not having heard of it. If there's only been one so far.
0: It was uh, it was an idea that popped into my head towards the end of the lockdown. I started sitting down and thinking right, Um. what am I good at, what am I bad at, what can I learn on, what can I be better at? And the, the main thing that kept coming through was I want to be a better parish councillor. How am I going to do that? Well, let's chat to people in this sort of hmm. remit of local councils and hmm. local government. And um, I've got zero funds to plough into it, so that meant I couldn't go out and buy the, the hoity-toity equipment, the equipment. Nice <laughs> So I thought, how can I do it? And then a, a Google and a YouTube search later, somebody said Anchor FM, and I was like, well, let's go, yeah, and see what happens with this. But anyway, we're not talking about how to do a podcast. We're here to talk about you. And my first question is, how do, what what do I call you? Because with with the greatest respect, I've never spoken to an MP before, so I don't know if you have a procedure like how the royals have a procedure? <laughs> or... No,
1: thank, thankfully not. Um, no, Matt is absolutely perfect.
0: Brilliant. Right, because I, I was going to make some joke about calling you Mr. MP or something like that, but I, thought, <laughs> I don't
1: <laughs> what, what, Whatever no. you were going to call me, I can assure you I've been called worse. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> I know the people of the area we're in, you probably have. <laughs> um, now, basically... I need to know what an MP can do to help a parish councillor. That's, that's my goal today, or whether you do or what sort of questions would a parish councillor send to your team to get to you? How, how does it work? Because in my head, if I can give you a brief rundown of how I think it works in my head, then you can tell me the right way. In my head, if I imaginarily was holding up a piece of string, and on, on this piece of string, there was a knot at the bottom of it for parish councils, then there was a knot on the, about a quarter of the way up, there was a knot for for borough councillors, and then there was a knot, getting closer towards the top, for county councillors, then right at the top there was this knot called the government. Now, on that list of trajectory, where would an MP find himself on that knot? Or do you even have your own string that runs side-by-side side, local government? How, how, how do you fit into the process of local government?
1: <laughs> um, so it is um, a fairly direct supply chain one in...
0: Hello. I've lost you. I've lost you. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, hey there.
1: Ah, ah so I, we, now oh. Know, oh. we now know that when the phone goes to sleep after every however many minutes, then uh, it stops recording. So I will uh, make sure that I keep tapping the screen every so often. Um,
0: oh, brilliant. So I, I, know, I now know that. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to have you. Thank you. So uh, where uh, where was it? So, so so yes. So so I think in
1: in my head, um, the, the extra knot on your piece of string, um, at the bottom, it's helpful to have things like the PTA, scout groups, voluntary sector that does public spirited organisations, and then the first um, uh, first first formal knot. If I if I could maybe maybe that's the. The first formal, not as you say, is your parish can- councils, um, and then you've got, and then you've got county councils, and then you've got parliament sitting above that. Certain, certainly, right from county council to Westminster. And the yeah. the the thing that, uh, and 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 I suppose the sensible way of thinking of it is you've got parliament and parliament higher up. You've got government. So. Uh, the, 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 the government sets both the rules of the road for each of those, indi- um, each those individual, individual council layers and ultimately it allocates the resources for each of those individual councils, which isn't to say that in charge of your, your parish council precepts level, but it is in charge of the maximum to which councils can extend to- can uh can increase their precept or or whatever it might be and then as a constituency mp often the challenge is to say well hang on we've got a set of funding for that mean if you are lincolnshire police you purport less Um, than Um, if you are manchester police and that doesn't seem fair now those funding formulas were set up a long time ago in a slightly different world how do you push for that um similarly local government in uh rural areas tends not to be as well funded as those in urban areas now you can get into all of the partisan politics of well labour set up the last funding formula we are now trying to what I would say is more fairly what labour would probably say is 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 less fairly to them um but ultimately we are what we are um and uh, can, it, it is the job to try and make sure that the system is is fair to their constituents and also fair to the country as a whole um and, uh, ju- ju- and just to finish off that there is then separately those individual government roles where so my my job in government to try and uh, make sure the broadband rollout goes as fast as we can that cyber security is as good as it can be all of that sort of stuff where my responsibility uh much to my frustration in some sense is the nationwide rollout, rather than being able to say Lincolnshire is the place that matters most in the world. But obviously that's the nature of a national job.
0: Mm. Okay, Right. um...
1: Sorry, there's quite a lot to be going on with there, isn't
0: there? (laughs) Yeah, no, no, it's brilliant because I I just need to know what sort of things a a resident in your constituency would would come knocking on your door for or email or yeah where where do you what what's the sort of thing you would draw the line on say hang on this ain't for me i can't deal with this but here's so and so who can help you or what what's been the biggest thing that people have knocked on your door i mean did people um email you about this uh, covid and lockdown from your local constituency did you know did they have concerns that, that so, needed so so to there's
1: end? yeah there, there's there's two uh buckets that things broadly fall into I'm casework out. where it's someone saying please can you help me in this particular situation so it might be someone that lives in a social housing property saying my social housing provider has not fixed my boiler, please can you help me to talk to them in a way that is more effective. It might during COVID have been a local business saying I'm not able to access this grant, please can you help me talk to the council, that sort of thing. So very often the role of every MP is to act as an intermediary between between another organization and the constituent the other side of it is where uh, people would write to you and say the the government has a policy of x and i don't like it now obviously um the and that would be people writing to me and saying uh, i don't like the way lockdown is being handled on both sides of the coin some people writing to i I, I, think I think it's too strict other but... people writing to say i don't think it's strict enough um and that mm-hmm. is much more of a please can you talk to your and make my uh, my and some of it is me writing back and saying with the greatest respect i i am not going to do that because i think you are not I, I i wouldn't be keen to advocate for something that i think is the wrong thing but by and large it is a it is a a conversation where you are trying to act as someone's advocate
0: right okay H- have you had many parish councils come to you to advocate
1: so, so over the course of uh being in parliament for the last five six years have since May 2015 we're all yes six years um then uh, we are We've, we we collectively in, in, in my office have had lots of parish councils come with lots of different things now sometimes that will be there is a issue with speeding in a village for instance um, please mm-hmm. can you work with the county council to try and get um, it might be better signs it might be a speed camera it might be a zebra crossing that that sort of thing um, where the answer is always very happy to uh, to try and help, um, uh, uh, or it might be um, a slightly more general. Please, can you just come along, have a chat, um, and answer any of our questions? Um, to give you one example, um, I was asked to go to a parish council I won't name, um, and say, to talk about uh, roads and broadband and a couple of other things on the agenda. Um, the first councillor raised was what do you what's your view on the nuclear deterrent so there is a there is a wide spectrum uh, of what anyone wants to talk about and and I sort of take the view that uh, it's my job to talk about any and all of it
0: yeah yeah good way of doing it Um, so uh, a little dicky bird tells me you used to be a parish councillor
1: mm i did um in in hertfordshire um which was my my reflections on parish councils are actually it's the level of government that has the single greatest direct immediate impact on people's lives and and I know that sounds slightly odd, and I'm not just saying that because uh, I'm on your actually we did things like organize the litter picking and organize the fireworks display every November and we did a classic car show and all, all that sort of stuff. Um, And try and organize litter picking at a county council scale. It would just take longer. It would just be a bigger uh, contract for, for want of a better way of thinking of it. So, so parish councils have this huge link to local communities and the ability and and that I think is really powerful.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of them double-edged swords, though, because if you're not <laughs> careful, you you can uh, you can definitely think you've got more power than you've actually got. But in the same breath, you're trying to do it to benefit your local community, mm. um, and it's it's it can soon. I've had an issue lately where I thought I was doing good, and I've ended up making somebody's life not as good as it could be or should be. Hmm. So yeah, it's um you, you gotta be very careful with what you try and put on nowadays. I mean litter picking, yeah, fair enough, you know, it's a good thing to do, but there's always going to be that one person that says, Well I'll pay my tax. Why shouldn't the council do it?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and 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 I, th- I think that that the interesting thing is you can have you can have really high quality conversations with uh, at a parish council level in a way that is in some ways harder for government it's, it's because you can i mean I, re, I remember that we used to uh person for a couple of hours a week um usually someone who was a sort of just left school or, or school cash um to to go around the village and do a bit a a bit of litter picking now they were never obviously if you have problems with fly tipping as as everyone does um then that Mm -hmm. wasn't there huge difference within the village and you could say to people look this is an extra 15 quid a week or, or, or whatever it is that the parish council needs to cover if you want to pay a bit more in taxes then we can have a bit more list picking but where do you want to draw the line and the same is always true for government now you can make a separate case when you're talking to parliament about well why are you spending so much money on this when you could be spending more money on that to which the answer is it's government's job to balance those those choices but it's always slightly more it feels more real at a parish council level, I think, in some ways, and it allows you to have a different kind of conversation.
0: Yeah, I think half of it is down to the fact that it's your neighbour. Yeah. Um, Purely more than anything, you know, if if you make a decision that's going to affect the immediate people around you, you're going to hear about it more than if you make a decision for the other end of the country. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's very... What, one of one of the ideas behind this podcast is if anybody who's lucky enough to hear this before they think about becoming a parish borough or county councillor for under is to be able to give them a heads up in you know this this is a good stuff and this is the st- you know, the shit stuff. I hope you don't mind me swearing. I'm <laughs> cool. You're allowed to swear on here. It's it's a free podcast. So, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I, I just want people to have that heads up. You know, you're dealing with your neighbour. And it's a neighbour, unless you intend to move very soon, it's a neighbour that's potentially going to be your neighbour for, for years to come you're on this parish council, you're going to make a decision, or or even a borough, you know, you're going to make these decisions that are going to directly affect people that are in your life. Now, that can be classed as a good thing of local councils, and it can very much so be a bad thing of local councils. And um, did did you have any of the bad aspect while you was a parish councillor? So I think we...
1: I, I can't necessarily think of a specific example, but it was it was a little while ago. I think the the thing that sort of strikes me in some ways is that it is it's the parish council level where you can, ad, as you say, where you can advocate for the really personal, and it's and and it's those really personal things that uh, make decisions better so for instance I do remember before I was on uh, the parish council but there was a uh, a house that was being
0: tap your phone tap it quick oh no uh, we're back, thank you. I'm
1: back. Sorry. Um so, you're, making I'll, I'll, sweat, you're making
0: me sweat
1: <laughs> I'll 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 start that little bit again. Um that yeah. just, just 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 before my time on the parish council, there was a house that had applied for planning permission that uh was by anyone's judgment who was a sort of who'd actually driven through the village, who'd looked who'd looked uh, at what it was like, it was slap bang in the middle of the village. It was between it was between the bus stop and the church, kind of thing, um, and and three hundred yards from the pub. Um, now, and and yet, it was refused planning permission, or was down to be refused planning permission. I think because it was not perfectly within the envelope that had been defined by uh, the uh, by, uh, by uh, the that mapping process of where where can you build houses where's green belt where's allocated for whatever um, and actually it was the parish council that was able to say no look this is exactly the kind of thing that we would like to see in a village as far as we're concerned this is a sort of vacant plot in the middle of the village no one's ever sort of put fences around it and said this this is definitely a house but just common sense says if you're going to build houses anywhere and we all broadly acknowledge that new houses are needed filling in some gaps in a village makes that the right kind I, of I, sense I, it was a parish council that was able to say we are uh the voice of reason here and that's an example of getting a house built rather than stopping it being built and and i think uh obviously it cuts both ways but it does give you a sense both that uh parish councils are not just uh there to uh, be the the sort of voice of of no as they often get asked to be they, they can be a way of getting things done in a sensible way
0: yeah, definitely um, and you, you hope that the logical thinking behind a, a conjoined parish council with every individual working together as one for the the greater good for lack of a better phrase mm-hmm. it, it should be able to to help that situation along.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Um, One one question I've got to ask. I'm a bit, um, I'm a bit dis. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm I'm moving the subject on a little bit. Mm. Um, You yourself, you're aligned to the Conservative Party. Is that correct? Mm. Now, do you believe lowest tier parish councillors need to be aligned to a political party like Conservatives, Labour? You know the the rest of the ones that I can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> do do you do you, do you believe uh, a parish councillors? am I'm, I'm only picking on parish councillors because you do find co- um, county and borough councillors are mm. are aligned to them. Yeah. But does does the lowest tier need to be aligned, or is it the so, case of like, like we've said? You know they're so close to the ground, they don't need to be.
1: So, I mean, it's it's an interesting question. So, I was when I when I was a parish councillor, I was the chairman of my local Conservative Association, but I wasn't uh, aligned to any political party on the parish council. Um, which which I think is a, is a as you say, it gives you a healthy kind of independence, and it means that you don't have the blue team and the red team um, sort of that necessarily end up uh, dividing along. Councillors up and down the country that are divided along political lines, um, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I suspect sometimes it helps and sometimes it doesn't. It's not that long ago that Boston Borough Council, for instance, wasn't really divided along political lines.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so I, I think broadly, party politics is a—it's not—it's—it's it's too far to say it's a necessary evil. A way, way of, of organising in uh, at, when you have to organise at scale so that you can actually get things done. Council level, I'd like to think in the vast majority of cases you would be able to say, "Well, actually, there isn't a sort of party for party philosophy at play here. There's a what feels like it's the very best thing to do for our local area." And so, I think if it's If you can, it feels to me as though can avoid it is best avoided. But sometimes it is also, I suspect, a way of bringing clarity to. Uh, arguments around well if you get on the parish council what are you going to do the party setup allows you to say well this there is a majority to do this controversial thing or not do this controversial thing and, and that can be important but i do think if it could be avoided um it's probably to everyone's advantage especially on on a personal level I think.
0: yeah brilliant thank you uh, that's something that's been bugging me for quite some time because Whenever you talk to a, uh, a borough councillor, or or you go on the internet and you do searches on your you borough councillors, and you find that they're aligned to, like I say, you, the the parties, it makes you stop and think: do, do I really do? Do I need to be one? And <laughs> you know, it, it's that same same old story. It all comes down to the training you've had before the the job that you get, which. I find it hard nowadays to understand why there isn't any training to become a parish or borough or council. There's only trainings that's voluntary training. It's not, it's mm. not mandatory. And do, do you think you need a bit of training before you, you you double in it, or is it a case of go to the meetings and see what it's all about?
1: I mean, I, th- I think it's it's a bit of both in the sense that I definitely encourage people to take up the, the training off opportunities that are there. Um, on the other hand, I um, was of the uh, village of. I think there were two hundred and twenty people or so on the electoral roll. I think it's very, by comparison to others, very small. Although there are there are small ones in in the world. Um, so, the kind of training you need for that is quite different from the training that you might need for one of the much larger ones. so I think it's horses for courses, but obviously um acknowledging that you're not the you, you, you don't arrive newly elected as a fully formed g
0: no isn't it yeah, yeah. How do you go about? Judging the difference between a moan and a genuine issue whenever anybody sends you an email,
1: or <laughs> it's a very good question. Um, so, um I, I think it actually it's usually pretty obvious in the sense that at a at one end of um, my boiler's broken, please, can you help me uh, me have that conversation with with a housing association kind of thing? That's obviously. Uh, a, a practical thing even if it may turn out that there is more to that story than than first meets the eye or at the other end of it there is a I don't like lockdown please please can you hear all the things that are awful um or and I think the what I've tended to do is say to people thank thank you thank you for getting in touch but here's what I propose to do about it and in some cases that is uh, saying i have already written to the housing association chief exec to try and get your issue fixed and, and and that will that will either produce a reply that says here's a different or it will move things along um, or say here's here here your thoughts if there's something you would like me to do beyond this Please, please do let me know and at that point it becomes uh, that's that's usually when the, uh, the 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 expression of opinion i, th- I think it's a, i wouldn't necessarily say that it's ever a moan in some sense um but that's where the expression of opinion obviously sort of either crystallizes into a here's the thing i want fixed which may or may not be possible or it becomes a it becomes obvious that it's a conversation
0: hmm. Interesting, because that, like we say with with a parish council, it's to use an army phrase in a sense. It's boots on grounds, mm. and you would often get people come up to you, and you think, well, that that's really uh, like like you just said, an expression of uh, of interest. I'm I'm still going to call it a moan because it's still a moan, but <laughs> and it, it, that's a moan, and. Uh, <laughs> It's like in today's world, what with Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that, it's very easy for people to have a moan on Facebook. And then you oh. get some do-gooders out there that, that's on a parish council that think, well, I'll do something about that. And then they go out and do something about it. And it's it's turned out it's probably frowned upon by maybe a minority, maybe a, a majority. And it's, it's that tricky balance. That I've, I've, I mean, I've been doing it since twenty fifteen, and it's that tricky balance between, yeah, that's that's just a moan, or yeah, that's some serious stuff we need to, to deal with. And speaking of spoke, social media, now, did, you'll have to pardon my um, lack of ability at remembering a lot of stuff, but did you say you have something to do with digital communications? Was it?
1: Yes, yeah, so, so my government role is as Minister for Digital Infrastructure, which covers the broadband rollout, um, mobile connectivity, and, and and a range of sort of other related matters, if I can put it like that. Um, uh, but it, it it does it doesn't explicitly mean I'm responsible for. Uh, everything that's on Facebook, but it is certainly a part of the job to have uh, that to have a lot of conversations with Facebook at a pretty senior level.
0: Well, I, I can see something that's that's going to happen in the in the not too distant future. I mean, when uh, not that long ago, My MySpace started, mm-hmm. and everybody gravitated towards MySpace. Now, Facebook and Twitter are the big boys. For you know with fingers in the air pointing down the big boys of social media and that's been fantastic for my generation and older and a few people younger now what I'm getting at is the next generation they're all into uh, well I don't really know I think it's called TikTok um, <laughs> yes um maybe Snapchat and the way they're communicating with them I I can't see how a council, parish, borough or, or county could set up. It's not like on Facebook you can set up a um, a village parish council page. I don't mm-hmm. know if you can set up a, like a parish council page on TikTok and have funny videos of us dancing as we enter buildings. I, I don't know <laughs> if that would work. Sooner or later, the way that we're using social media now is going to change. And I'm trying to pick your brains at whether there's going to be the new kid on the block for the newer generation, what's going to be the next social media for them? Because ultimately, we we as a parish council or a county council or a borough council have got to talk or got to be able to talk to just about everyone that wants to speak to us. So what do you believe will be the next social media platform to for a council to get involved in to try and catch the next generation, which ultimately could be the next councillors?
1: Yes, yeah, so it's, it's, re- it's a really good question. I think the, the answer is um, uh, things out there that are trying to be the next whether you think of them as trying to be the next tiktok or whether you think of them as trying to be the next facebook um and 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 you're, uh, you're you'd be a very savvy investor if you knew uh, which one was definitely going to win um, yeah. but but I, th- I think there's a there's a sort of practical question isn't there of should, so some councils some mp's um have have used tiktok quite effectively to communicate with people um
0: I really and, i need and, to find these councils and have a chat with them then. <laughs> and really in really. It's,
1: well and, and I, I think if if i'm honest most of those attempts have been fairly short-lived um these platforms are that there is always a next big thing right and obviously some of yeah. them are enormous yeah. for a period of time um, and then fade relatively quickly is that in some form or something like Facebook is here to stay for quite a long time Uh, but whatever I think I think your broader point about how do you best communicate with people and with a subset of people who are the next generation of of parish councillors or or MPs or whatever it's hugely important but at the same time I think uh, the my, my approach has been there are gradations within this so if you email me you will definitely get a reply if you write me a letter you'll definitely put a facebook comment that tags me in you're very i can't promise because there's a lot of them and, and there's only so many so so much in the way of resources from from me and from my team if you put a facebook comment on that just happens to mention me and i happen to see it I might reply, and I might not. If you put something on Instagram, I, I won't reply. If you put something on TikTok, I I, I won't reply. You, you, do you think you've got to, in practice, draw the line somewhere, and so, and eventually yeah. some of these platforms get you?
0: You're, you're setting the standard of which you, as an MP, and ergo, from my perspective, a council deems the adequate and the best way to communicate i think so, there's, always,
1: there's always got to be a safety net where you guarantee someone a way of talking to you and and in practice at a parish council level that's come along to the parish council meeting because that's a reasonable bar i think for people who live in a very small area um yeah but for, Everett, for, but for different layers of government there obviously need to be sort of slightly different mechanisms but they replicate the same principles yeah
0: mm. Oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? So um, <laughs> so when you – so you didn't see – you didn't really see any ba- – I mean, it's like the pre- the previous councillor that I was speaking to um, that's on the podcast, he had a mob turned up at his door, out for blood, about um, some decision that was being made. And it, it's just stuff like that that people just – they just need the heads up, you know, this is the sort of shit that can happen we, yeah. we got to the, the more people that know i mean having having the ability to speak to an mp on a podcast about this issue i think potentially could be invaluable you know so just- I, I haven't had
1: so certainly as a parish councillor i didn't have anything i, I certainly didn't have a mob, mob turning up outside the front door um no. i used to um the, the, in some ways the reason i'm of- because I used to also edit the local parish magazine, uh, was I, I sort of, if I can I, put it like that, because of that, then I did because of the parish, and that's really because we used to we used to print two thousand copies and put it through the door of everyone in the parish, which was far larger than the village kind of thing, um, and hmm. uh, you would black and white and it's permanent permanent. then i remember for instance um we we had a letter in saying um it didn't put it in religious terms but it said sunday is a day of rest please be mindful when you're um using sort of noisy power tools and mowing the lawn and all that that some people are trying to have a bit of a break and i think what was meant by that was if you could not mow the lawn at six o'clock in the morning, that would probably be beneficial for everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. What what was interpreted from it was that it was a uh, a sort of attempt to impose uh, some sort of religious day of rest, which I don't think it was, um, or it was an attempt to just sort of uh, intentionally or otherwise Sort of draw a line between people who had the time to mow the lawn on a Wednesday at four o'clock when people might be out at work or whatever, and people who had to do it on a Sunday because that was the only time they 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 might have had um, yeah. so it was sort of it was it was something that when i when I put this letter in i I sort of thought it was interesting, but i didn't think it would be particularly controversial. It turned out there was a group of people who were really affronted by it partly because it was open to interpretation and partly because it tapped into aspects of 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 their particular lives that obviously the author hadn't envisaged now in that case it was something where I would probably have never I certainly wouldn't have ever written it myself in the terms that it was written but you can also sympathise with people who don't want people to mow the lawn at six o'clock in the morning. Um, so, so, yeah. so, so it's sort of, But because it was a letter, it was sort of one remove. But it does demonstrate that you can get that kind of flack, as I say. Um, on the other hand, ultimately, I'd still say putting stuff back into the community is really rewarding. And sometimes you might get it wrong and you should probably go into it with with your eyes open. And sometimes you might get it right, but that will still upset people. Um ultimately pro- it's yeah. really rewarding
0: yeah yeah it's that pros outweigh the cons sort of um thought yeah and it all,
1: and, it? and also you don't have to do it forever and it's um an elected job sometimes and sometimes it's co-op
0: yeah
1: and it's uh, you they you, you don't want you to do it forever either um so there's there's mm. plenty that there's not going to everything is not for everyone right but it it is uh, a huge opportunity to make a really tangible difference and if like me up standing for some kind of office because you partly think you've got something to contribute and you're partly grumpy about the state of things in whatever area it might whatever aspect of life it might be then it's it's also an opportunity to sort of see that the world is complicated but you can make things better
0: yeah yeah brilliant and you've sort of um you've you've sort of nicked my last question from me because i'm a bit mindful <laughs> about the time because you've got you'll have you've got a meeting after this but um <laughs> my last question was why what made you go from the leap of the parish council to mp and uh, you sort of Nicked it in that list last year. <laughs> well, I mean, it, you,
1: I mean, I I didn't move. Um, I, there there are well, I, I suppose I did in the sense that I stood down from the parish council when I got selected to stand for parliament. So I, I suppose I did in one sense make a, a direct leap, but I certainly didn't. I, I certainly didn't think of it in in those terms at the time. But what I was doing in both roles, in in this one and and as a parish councillor, was sort of saying there are aspects
0: Oh, tap the screen. Tap the screen.
1: To, there we go. Hey, it's, hey. It's, it's easy to uh, sort of highlight ter- ter- I really should be better at this, shouldn't I? Um no. This
0: it, is only my second time. This is your first. So <laughs> don't worry. It gets better with me. <laughs>
1: it's, it's easy to highlight the um, I was frustrated with litter, so I wanted something done about it. And part of that, I think, is rightly voluntary. Part of it is publicly funded, all that sort of stuff. The stuff that, that I... I certainly liked doing more and wanted to do was around the things that bring communities together. And you can do that at parish level in a way that is uh, is, is is almost immediate. Yeah. At a political level, level, level in 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 Westminster, I think the focus is very often too much on fixing problems than on positive proactive ref- um, makes. um And the, the, the you, you can, can see the the approach we're taking, which is, is fine. we're, we're going, going at an incredibly fast pace, but an incredibly fast pace on a map. We're not going to see um, what we're trying no. to do there. ambitious, build generation, all, all, all that sort of stuff. Um, the unusual example, and you do get a lot of them in infrastructure, where you are building something for the future because it will be better of itself, fixing a problem uh, that you've got to act kind of thing so so i think it's the proactive uh, exciting stuff that you times uh, the thing that get that provides more reward also got to do the and fixing some rewarding in itself
0: yeah very true um right we better wrap it up there because my phone battery is about to die and you've got meetings <laughs> so um MP Matt Warman, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Brilliant. Speak soon, hopefully. Bye bye. Right. No,
1: no, good to see. And, and and one thing I should one thing I should have said is, in in physical or virtual form, um, Falstid Parish Council or bits of it would would like to uh, have me on. Then uh, do do feel free to pass that message on.
0: I will do. Thank you very much. And uh, I'm, I'm guessing. That invitation would extend to all parish councils in your constituency. Yeah, abso- absolutely. You know? there's,
1: there's a permanent open invitation.
0: Do you do you go to many uh, off your own back, or have you f- do you feel like you've got to be invited?
1: I, I I'd, I'd never well, but in the, I don't want to rule anything out. But I, I can't envisage a situation where I'd literally just people are the come, come because. Mm-hmm. by everyone knowing who who's around um but yeah. generally it tends to be um either going along to a a bit a, a major issue so there was a big planning issue in sibsy a, a few years ago for instance um or it tends to be a, an invitation just because it's easier to manage the diary i think in practice because obviously there's quite a few parish councils uh, up and down the constituency
0: yeah all on the same day and until' and everything right?
1: very often yeah exactly yeah Well, good good to talk to you and
0: keep in touch. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. To help us keep the streetlights on, so to speak, please visit our Patreon account at patreon.com forward slash the local council experience. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this mp episode of the local council experience podcast like and subscribe to us for more episodes like this check out the links in the description please leave us a cheeky little like on facebook and uh, yeah bye bye for now